Hi, I'm Antje Boyd. And I'm Brody Boyd. And for over 10 years, we've been helping thousands of women all over the world to finally have the love that they really want. Welcome to the Magnetize Your Man podcast and enjoy this new episode. How do you make a man worry about losing you? I don't think you need to make him afraid, uh, worry, <laughs> think about losing you. That would be that would be a grandmother's strategy here. You know, you should make him think he's going to lose you. Uh, and there's certain realities to that. Okay, when people, you know, you know my, that my wife died three years ago and it, uh, two years of grieving. It was devastating to me. And like the average man, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. I've already got a new partner. I'm happily married and, and in love, <laughs> not married, but in love. Uh, men kick back much faster than women. You know why? Because men need sex, period. Through sex, we find love. Women's love, particularly if we didn't get our, if our mothers weren't happy and fulfilled and we didn't learn to feel love, in most cases, our mothers are on their male side, they're stressed and whatever. And it's through women that boys learn to love. And primarily it's through sex that really amps it up to a new level. Women can end a relationship and they can feel love for their pets. They can feel love for their garden. They can feel love for their children. They can feel love for the world. They can feel love for their cause. So many places to feel love. For men, primarily there's one spot. We put it there, push that button and our heart opens. So men are way more motivated to get in a relationship again. And women are more afraid because they, they, they can't trust themselves. You know, they, on the surface, it looks like, well, I, I don't know if I can trust another man. No, you can't trust yourself because you thought the last one was it. And so how can I trust myself? You see, it always comes back to you. You asked about the warning signs. I gave you some warning signs being turned on right away, not feeling comfortable, people pleasing. But the key to it, is uh, is how you feel inside yourself. You know, that's the key thing of the big warning sign. You shouldn't feel I have to earn his love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know if I answered the last question. Would you say what it was again? Uh, it was about how do you make a man worry about losing you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Particularly so, for women who are- No, no I know. that would, That's a manipulation technique of, you know, in the old days, just have another man uh, be interested in another man or have another man- uh, be interested in you, and then he'll get jealous. Uh, <laughs> it's a stupid technique. Okay. And it may may work in some cases, but it just reinforces the concept of jealousy, which is so primitive. It's like greedy, selfish, everything. So having put that to the side, we all have a jealous side. You know, before I was a best-selling author, I was uh, jealous of other best-selling authors. Why am I not there? And I, that was a big healing thing for me. Long before I became the biggest-selling relationship author in the world, there's nobody to be jealous of now. I, I made my mark. But long before that, I gave up my jealousy. I realized jealousy is when somebody else is getting what your soul says you can have, but you're afraid you can't get it. Mm-hmm. And you're holding on to that fear. You have to let go of that fear and trust one day you'll get it. But you have then you if you trust one day I'll get it, then you'll find constructive ways to get it. As opposed to just getting stuck in your fear and then judging and being critical and comparing and this isn't good enough and that isn't good enough. All this nonsense, our brain, our brain does this stuff. But the way out of it is to first realize it's all nonsense and I want to let go of it. And then you have the processing of learning how to process feelings to let go of it. Whether you indulge for a little while in the negative emotions, come back to positive ones, or just simply go stop, 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 and take some time to just focus on uh what's positive in your life and feel gratitude. I know I've, I was go Oprah's coach for six years 
And, you know, her favorite thing was gratitude, expressing gratitude. You know, she was way on her male side, still is. But the way she finds her female side is through her dogs, you know, and she does do a lot of things that she loves. That's why she quit her show. It was just like a, a grind every day. And, and then, but she writes gratitude letters, gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. It's so important. And I know some people would say, well, she had a lot to be grateful for. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I remember when I was a young guy, uh, as a, uh, we used to do for transcendental meditation. I was a teacher of transcendental meditation. Then I became a teacher of teachers of transcendental meditation. I was a personal assistant to the Maharishi for nine years as I was a celibate monk. And we used to put on these conferences where we find successful people in the world and give them awards for being exemplary, right? And they give a little talk on the secrets of their success. And every time they'd always say, the secret of my success is so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And people would say, oh yeah, but they had something to be grateful for and that's why they're so successful. And I said, no, they were capable of finding what they're grateful for and that's why they're successful. Uh, it, it's simply, we focus in the wrong direction, we'll never be happy. If we focus on what we do have without minimizing it, then we start growing in our ability to create the wiring to the left prefrontal cortex, which is able to see what is good more and more and more rather than the stress hormone that causes wiring to go from negative emotion where you're trying to change someone to the right prefrontal cortex. The stress hormone will go to your, to your right prefrontal cortex, which only sees negativity. You have to realize this is a bias. As soon as, like, I'll tell you what happens, women, you don't know this. Most, most some of you may know this. As soon as you have sex with a man and you're not in a relationship with him, he hasn't grown to feel affection and warmth and love for you. And you have sex for him, have sex with him. After sex, what will happen is he'll like himself more and like you less. That's, that's the inevitable thing. It's like, literally, your toes will look like they're deformed, you know, or he'll see some, some little mis deformity on your body, or he'll make one up. His brain will do it. It automatically happens. We start looking at what's wrong as opposed to looking what's right. And look at your own self. So many women look at themselves in the mirror and all they see is what's not perfect about their body. And that's when your heart is closed. And this is an advantage we men have, and you can learn from this. See, a guy can have a big belly, which is not that attractive, but he can go like, yeah, but look at that. I'll show you my biceps and I'll just focus on that and I'll ignore the other thing. We're pretty good at that, but we have to realize we're not as picky about what you look like as you are. And if you are wanting to have sex with him, he has no judgment at all about your body. When you're the only naked woman in the room, he's a, you're a million bucks, particularly if you love him and he loves you. There's no, you know, I married to Bonnie for 34 years and she was very beautiful and skinny and all these nice, healthy, vibrant things when she was younger. And as she got older, she got older <laughs> and she lost a lot of that. It never stopped my sex drive. She was always beautiful. Sometimes she turned the light down in the bedroom a bit but she's gorgeous to me. And it, that's, it, it, see, the man freezes in that part. Well, I guess I froze when seeing her the first time naked never went out of my mind. Uh, but the reality is love endures and love changes a man's perception. And if you feel you are loved, it will change the perception of you. Even a strikingly beautiful woman can't fully appreciate her beauty until a man looks at you and says, you're stunning. See, it's relationship through which you can see yourself 
and you want a relationship where somebody sees you as gorgeous and wonderful. And that's a man who wants to have sex with you who already knows who you are. It's just such a boon in your life to have a loving relationship like that. And you can have it if we just start looking through these foolish judgments and criticisms and feelings that we have and go, okay, this is like, I'm a bit constipated and I need to spend 15 minutes on the toilet. That's all it is. <laughs> you don't need to, you know, bring your negativity into the relationship. You have the ability to come back to your positivity. And I certainly in the same way, if I have any negative emotions, I say, look, I need to stop. I need to think about this and go and I process my feelings. And the first thing I do is something to raise my testosterone till I feel good. I forget about whatever happened temporarily then I'll come back and look at what happened. And I look at how did I can create that problem? I also look at how she created that problem, but I never tell her. <laughs> Complaining about your partner, blaming your partner just doesn't work. If you just patiently, you set your goal, I want to love. And what would be most loving? What would, my, what would be most loving to my partner? And for women to know about men, the most loving thing you can do for a man is send messages that he's good enough and that you appreciate greatly what he provides for your life. And the problem today is that women don't appreciate what a man provides for their life because men don't know what to provide and women don't know what he should provide. You really don't know. It's basically, it's all these little things. I need somebody to be present for me when I share my feelings. That is one of the most powerful ways you can have. I want, I want someone who plan a date for me. So this is what I would like, honey. Here's three things. Would you pick you have to be part of the romantic relationship, not just him. You can't put it all on his plate. You have to ask in a way that makes him feel like he's providing, not like he's your servant. So it would be like, oh, there's a few things I'd like to do next weekend. Would you surprise me? Pick one of them. Or tomorrow, would you tell me what you think? And, and the date is never about what he likes. It's about what you like. Let him do things for you. It's women are so independent today. It's hard to love a man. It's it, when you're independent, you're making male hormones and not female hormones and male hormones are not loving. They kill people. <laughs> you see, if I have to go into battle and kill someone, I have to push all my estrogen down and down on my male side with like a robot. You know, what is my job to do? What mission accomplished? You know, what do I have to do to get there and destroy whatever it takes to get there? That's pure masculinity and nobody's pure masculinity and nobody's pure femininity. We have to find our balance and everybody has their balance. And if you find your balance, you're an expression of God's will on this planet and you bring light and love wherever you go and you're fulfilled. <laughs>